You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello and welcome to another episode of Touchline Fracker. This is Daniel Soff. Before we get into the main event, um, we have a little snippet for you um, of what goes down in Discord lives. Um, we've asked you to sign up. I know some people just don't like Discord, so you thought, okay, let's get a snippet. Um you can decide for yourselves. We are actually going to be putting all of these Discord lives on a new feed. So on your Apple and on your Spotify, just search Touchline Light. That's Touchline L-I-T-E. Okay, yeah. Enjoy. What are you saying though, man? You good, yeah? Oh, how's your good, you good, yeah. What are you saying, uh, man? What are you saying, brother? Hey, brother. Come to the hood, yeah. Hey, brother. You must answer me, man. Come on, Gregory. What's all this fucking time wasting? That greenish too, yeah? Well, maybe if you wore some shin pads on, you'd be fucking all right, wouldn't you? Oh, you fucking not. Only fools and horses. Oh, it's peak for you, man, though, Lou. Don't ever, yeah? Don't ever, yeah? Because you beat us, your lebs, yeah? That's what I want you to remember. <laughs> Lewis. What, man? We beat you. Oh. <laughs> 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 Wait, I was waiting for this to switch. <laughs> 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 I keep going. I keep going. I need to know it's working. It's working. <laughs> oh, shit. 
Don't ever think you're level, yeah? Guy's confused right now. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep sorry, Mariah just keeps going, bro. Keeps pressing up the wound. He won't stop. Won't stop. Can't stop. Hey. I'm not in a briefcase, you know? This is my fact. He said Mar- Mar- Mariah's, work is on, is, Mariah's work rate is on another level. On guard. Come on, Martinez. Uh, he's not responding, bro. I just need go to make on, sure go he's in. Pepe's in. Oh, my days. Oh. The devil works hard, but hey, Mariah hey, works hey. harder. <laughs> okay, now, was that a goal, Lewis? No. Right. That's in Katie and Pepe, but at least they're linking up. That's a, <laughs> that's a full-blooded foul. What kids think this is a championship where you can just be pushing, man? Come on. <laughs> uh, this stream life is not the one, bro. I need to buy this box, bro. Yeah, grab it, man. This is poverty, man. Alive? Pete. I was going to say something else, but I'll say that. <laughs> the fact that you're, you're drawing a line on Discord, that it must be awful. Real Madrid losing, yeah? Who losing? Right, cool. Oh, no, it's not. Every day, <laughs> I swear, Real Madrid have the most goals disallowed against them of all time. They're funny, bro. That's why I didn't put them in the hack. I just, I just did um, Celtic Spurs this morning and uh, oh, I roast him. I left it. At that man, get it back out to Pepe. That's a pass, no? Go on. Is that is that Mingzi? Ooh. Ooh. Oh, Jesus Christ! Pito. Seventy-two M's, you know. Pepe's happy with that, you know. Look, he's yeah, happy. Right? Look, no, when you, he's no, when, you know, when you stick out, you like ah, almost, almost. I did my thing. I did go my thing. Go Joke, go. man, love. He's gonna, he's gonna ask someone to put that in a comp- compilation tomorrow. <laughs> Look, brother, I bet you. Give me that again. I, I, I bet you, I put that in. <laughs> hey, man, trust me. Wait, now, play, play it. Wait, them men are dumb, man. Them men are dumb. They so crap. Man, like Pepito. Man, like Pepito. Man, like Pepito. Pepito, you know. Grealish, we need one more, sir. Man, I saying you should come to 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 OT. Show me why. One more. We'll sell Pogba and sell Pogba and Bruno. Factory. Yeah, 100 mil. I agree it's for 80 with 20 mil up. Factory. It's all about central, no? All about Yang. O R B A M A Y A N G. Right, please, please. Okay. Who's this guy? Who's number eighteen for Villa? <laughs> I don't fucking you know, know, man. Pepe, Pepe makes me laugh so much, bro. I don't even understand what this guy is, bro. He's a funny you, isn't it? Bro, he does. Did you see the? Did you see the shot? He was happy with that. I yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm alright, you know. Hey, I'm alright, you know. He always tries that. He just puts bare power behind and just hopes the curl is enough. Well, I'm, right, I'm decent, you know. Twenty goals in League One, I swear, Dan. <laughs> Twenty goals in League One was eleven pens, yeah. Fucking hell! This this turnaround from Villa is, is a bit nuts, man. I I I have I fully had them to go down, you know. I fully Did you? Hey! Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 oh,
Watkins! On your head top, man. Oh, man, I'm chatting, bro. Don't ever on be your head again. top. On your head top, bro. If you, I swear to God, yeah. If you'd lost to us, you would have beat Villa. That's how it goes. That's how it goes. <laughs> how it goes. <laughs> Fucking punks, man. You get it how you live it. Hey, you get it. Hey. Right on Gabriel's head top. Right on Gabriel's head top. Was that Grealish with the? Oh, no, it wasn't Grealish. Who was that? Who played that pass? Douglas. Okay. Louise. Louise. It was that Barkley with the assist. Tiger. Yeah. Come on, you lot, you know. Wait, why did Gabriel let him score, man? Around Gabriel's head top, man. Watkins only scores on punks, man. That's it. Man getting duppy that home, you know. Scores on punks. Right on Gabriel's face, you know, right in his glue. Lewis. Lewis. Yo. What, right in his face, yeah? Wait, them are feisty. Okay, one more, one more, one more, one more. Greenish, please, man. Fuck on up. 3 0. Right off the line, right off the line. Would have been 3 0. Shit. How, how, how is it still 1 0 for me? I'm dead. Oh, these men are shit, I promise you. Greenish almost made it 3 0. What a brilliant goal that was. Aston Villa, Aston Villa are a college sports team. Look around, we built this. We built this. We built this. <laughs> Listen, people will call it this. You, you've got already loaded up your ass. People will call it this and that. Aston Villa, I'll call it this. Look, look around, we built this. Look around, <laughs> we built this. <laughs> people are going to say this and that. People are going to say disrespectful. We're just proud and passionate. We're proud of... <laughs> they're proud <laughs> and passionate. <laughs> Aston Villa fans are proud and passionate, Lewis. Fucking hell. Who sees? Fuck Arsenal. Ah! Record that you're right now. Record that you're right now. Good, Lewis, man. Hey, Lewis. I'm here, hey, man. Lewis. I'm here watching the game, bro. What? <laughs> <laughs> watching the game in the library, you know? I'm watching it in the library. Bro. I'm talk. It's, it's quiet, cuz. It's quiet, cuz. <laughs> Yeah. Put my mum watching it in a library, you know. Can't even hear him. Hey, what, hey, what? hey. Get hey, some analysis or what? Hey, What's hey, going on? Hey, 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 change that intro, man. Change that intro. I change it. Uh, change, change that, that intro, intro man. man. Change that intro. Change that intro, man. What the fuck are you fitness, man? <laughs> must have fucking lost your goddamn mind. Lost your goddamn mind, man. So it gets interesting, or maybe not. Martinez coming on a cheeky thing, you know, cheeky blinders. No, fucking trouble. No way. No way. Shit, blood. Nah, man. Man, are telling me about Gabriel. 
Man are telling me about El Nani. Fuck off, mm. man. Is that a Greenish assist? Of course it is, man. Greenish and Bark. Jay Greasy. Come on. Pass that pad, man. Pass that pad. Pass that fucking pad, man. Pass the pad, man. Pass the pad, man. Three near your head top, you know. Where's Glam? Someone get Glam in. Someone get Glam, man. And they're telling me that Martinez is better than Leno. That's what the streets are telling me. That's what they're telling us, Seb. They're telling us. They're telling us. They're telling us. They're telling us that. <laughs> oh, hello, my dear brothers and Welcome to the party. Welcome to the party. Welcome to the party. You know what it was? Do you know what it was? Um, I was scratching my head just a little bit. Just, okay. I was just scratching my head a little second ago. I was thinking, why are the boys not respond? Like, no one's talking on the group chat. What's happening? Silent. 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 Oh, wait, wait, wait. They're not on the Discord. They're on the live. I wanted to say my greetings. I wanted to say my greetings. Hello, hey, listen. Can we talk oh, about Ross Blood Clark Tiger Barkley fact? Are you mad? Fucking bad boy. We have that now we got You know what's peak, yeah? Tell me. Bro, the moment the shackles are off, he's a beast, bro. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Touchline Fracker podcast. It's been a very interesting weekend and I got a very interesting panel with me today. I'm taking over the hosting duties for this weekend, but I'm very happy to, to welcome, first of all, Dan, Nigerian Dan, to the podcast. What are you saying? You good? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good, you man. Sure? F- football, football won't be the death of me, bruv. Yeah. Sure? It yeah. sounded like the death of you today on the time, man, bro. Yeah, bruv, my, my voice was cracking. I was losing, losing my head, losing my head today. No, no, don't worry. Don't, don't, we'll come on to this match. We'll, 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 we'll get into it now. Ali, what are you saying? You good? Yeah, good, man. First time on the main pod. Gas, gas to make yeah. sense. Yeah, you coming in? You coming in um, on a on a um, on a win? Yeah, you're keeping up the the Chelsea hour tradition of only coming on when Chelsea win. Oh, is that what we do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's the that's the that's the word on road. That's the word yeah, on road. Dude, no comment. No comment. But listen, I'm coming smiling, man. I'm coming smiling. We're coming positive. Uh, other teams in it, but I'm excited. Fair play, fair play. Harold, what are you saying? I'm well, man. I, I, we were saying before the game, sorry, we were saying before we start recording, like these 7 pm kickoffs are fantastic because there would have yeah. been so much analysis on this city and, and, and Liverpool game. I was like, oh, did we play well? Didn't we play well? Who cares? Us, Arsenal lost. <laughs> That's all that matters, you know? <laughs> That's all that matters. Oh, yes. We're going to talk about Arsenal in detail for sure. And Steve, you're repping a certain much maligned football player of yours. What are you saying? You good, yeah? Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'm just here to laugh at Arsenal this week. (laughs) After last week, yeah, (laughs) I made sure I'll be here to see Dan Payne, bro. Okay, cool, cool. And you know what? Like we said, we've spoken about Arsenal briefly, so there's no better place for us to start. I must admit as well, yeah, I had my schedule lined up. I was going to do Chelsea, Liverpool, then then Chelsea, uh, no, City, Liverpool, then Chelsea, Sheffield United. But then I saw that score and I said, rah, <laughs> it shook me to my core. So I have to, I have to shift this one up to, 
to first spot and I'm gonna come to you first, Black Dan. So boy, boy. Black Dan. <laughs> Emmy Martinez came back to the Emirates and kept a clean sheet. Bruv. Are you surprised? I need to come, I need to come to you first, yeah. And I need you to talk to me about Arteta, bro, because how can you explain what we saw today? Tell me. Bruv, let me let me just say uh, that this guy, he 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 speaks well in his uh, his press conferences. But all I'm telling you is we said, it, we, we said it. We said it in the in, in the group in the in the group chat. Yeah, Touchy Greeners group chat. That all this guy does is articulated waffle. Yeah, this guy articulated waffle. Yeah, this guy. This this guy. Um, he said all week in his thing. We need to find new solutions about how to to break down a deep block. Um, we've been trying. We've been training new things. We've been trying new things. Um, all I'm seeing is Lacazette, who is potentially the worst starting striker in the Premier League. And anyone who disagrees with me is just going off names. That's all I'm telling you. That if you watch wow. this guy's performances, he is the worst starting striker in the Premier League. Give me McGoldrick, he's offering you more than what Lacazette <laughs> is offering. This guy is starting matches for Arsenal Football Club in 2020 to play Aubameyang on the left wing to cross in with his weaker foot, yeah? It's Arteta right now is doing inexplicable things, yeah. And if he wasn't, um, you know, a, a, a guy that wears his his Alex McQueen trainers um, on on the touchline, he's got a nice head of hair, you know. Um, he speaks with his sexy Spanish accent, yeah. If he wasn't doing any of these things, people would be calling for him because he is doing dumb shit and it's unacceptable. Uh, you know what, you know, we're gonna we're gonna come back to you in it because it seems like the wheels are starting to fall a little bit on this. <laughs> you know what, you know, what? I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to Harold next. So before we touch on Aston Villa, what did you make of Arsenal's attack today? What was it missing? Ooh, oh, what was it missing? Um, well, let, let me let me give a few descriptive words to describe Arsenal's um attack <laughs> today. Um, lackluster. Uh, what's we got? Toothless. Um. <laughs> Lizozette. Uh, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm not sure how, how how many more L's I could put in here. It was, it was. Now wait, was, you got to explain that Lizozette to me. I'll leave that one up to your. I leave that one up to your interpretation. Let, let, let's just say he puts himself around the uh, defender's <laughs> uh, groin area. Anyway, moving on. Um, Arsenal's performance. I think it was disappointing for. It, it, all around, to be honest with you, um, after they they beat Man United, everyone was thinking, okay, cool, this is the attacking side of of Arteta that he wanted to see. However, that was that was just not there at all. This game, um, like Dan was saying, I, I I didn't hear his press conference to be fair, but he said he spoke on breaking down a, a deep block or low block. It just, I mean, I saw literally no attacking prowess. It playing Aubameyang out wide is looking it's looking even more scary with Lacazette out front. It's just he doesn't offer enough as a striker in, in, in order to put your main goal getter on the left. And he doesn't give anything as a winger. So it's it's all a bit it's all a bit strange to me. Obviously Partey went off at a half time. Um my, I, I know many people want to say that he got dragged but obviously he got he got a thigh injury. And I'll be honest with you even the first half didn't look like he's gonna create anything. Second half was more of the same. You guys are just coasting and Aston Villa, they showed their quality. I can't believe I'm saying this, but Aston Villa, who I had tipped to be relegated at the start of this season, I've come up trumps again. Jack Greasy spazzing on you boys. It's mad, man. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? Speaking on Jack Greenish, before we go back to Arsenal, so so Steve, I'm going to come to you next because we share many, many a group chat 
And we've spoken about Jack Grealish's reported price tag. Obviously, he signed his new contract and that's in the summer. And there were fees being quoted of around 80 million. But is 80 million looking like a mad fee for this guy right now? Because it seems to be like every single thing Aston Villa do well, he's at the heart of it. And special credit needs to go to Ross Barkley, by the way, for today. But we're on Jack Grealish now. What's your what's your thoughts on that price tag, bro? Yeah, man. I think if you look at people who are costing 40 M's now, Haller went for 40 M's and he's trashed. <laughs> um, Joe Linton went for 40 M's and he's trash as well. So, like, would you ask me, is Grealish twice the player those two players? Yeah, he is. So... I think 80 million is is obviously is inflated. It's got that British tax on it. But I feel with this guy, he's so um he's so integral to everything good Aston Villa do. Like you watch any highlight reel of a villa performance, like Jack Grealish is is front and center. Um so he seems to me to just be like a, a match winner for them, the guy who takes a game by the scrap of the neck. And he basically single handedly saved them from relegation last year. So I think all of that taken into account, is he worth 80 million? I'd pay it. I'd pay it and I'd feel comfortable paying it because I know I'm going to get quality from him guaranteed week in, week out. And he seems to have that sort of arrogance. And I clarify as well, when you of say... Course, you wait, wait, wait. Sorry, sorry. Sorry, sorry to inter- interrupt you there, Tosh. Right. I mean, it's, it's no surprise you tell me you'd pay it because you paid that same amount for <laughs> for for a thug. In a center half, so I mean, you saying you pay it doesn't mean anything to me. Okay? <laughs> what is that? Nah, this hand is back, me myself. This guys. is not Ed Woodward. This is not about Harry Maguire. Just because you make one mistake, it doesn't mean you gotta make two. I'm not. <laughs> I'm doing a whole separate analysis. Maguire thing separate. Jack, though, uh, yeah, for me, he's worth the 80 mil, man. He needs to be starting for England. Yeah, yeah, I hear you on that. Some mad comments. Scary mad comments from, from Gareth Southgate on that. So, Andrew, I'm going to come to you next as well, yeah? Yeah. Back on Arsenal, because too much has been said about this Gabriel You Too much has been said about um, Kieran Tierney. Too much has been said about this rock-solid meme machine. Mm, that last we one. Had, that, <laughs> too, much is, no, no, too, too much has been said about this defence that I'm watching at home and I'm seeing teams take the game to this defence and they're coming out unscathed and we're hearing that this defence is solid, solid, solid. So... What did you make of their defensive performance today? Because Arteta's playing free at the back to negate the opposition's attacking qualities, and yet they're conceding three goals at home. Make it make sense to me, Anu. You know what? It's very good that they beat Man United the week before because I think <laughs> well, I just sound so satisfied there. <laughs> no, because as a Chelsea fan, because because that's what Gasto's that whole back five up because they obviously thought that they could play. You know what's funny though, Anu, but don't you you think, sorry to interrupt you there, but don't you think, because we're speaking on Discord as well, don't you feel like if if Arsenal lost to United, they probably would have won today? Yes, that's exactly what I'm getting (laughs) at there. Because that game gassed them. They've obviously gone and done party (laughs) with party. (laughs) They've obviously gone out of party and this is the hangover. So Mm. all of that backfired, they've now got a bit gassed. And now, look, Villa have come, they've expected to win this game and they could not even handle it. There was a clip in the first, was it, 15 minutes, Tierney getting shot by a sniper. His legs just buckled. <laughs> the whole was around him. His legs, man is doing salsa. He's gone. Like, the guy was not... They're, they're not... Their heads were not there. And and I think that's a sign of a good team when you can play against the, the games you expected to win, when the concentration levels are, are not always going to be there, are you always switched on? 
and their first me, test, me, they failed massively. Let me, let me just at the bit. Yeah, Go let on, me, let I know me you're jumping at the bit because um, I just like the names that you mentioned. You're you're mentioning Gabriel and Tierney, but if you actually, yeah, but but if if you actually and yeah, but my my man said Tierney as well, yeah, but if if you watch the match. Nothing that Villa did came down the side that those two were defending them. Mm. Right. So they specifically targeted Rob Holding and Hector Bellerin because they're the weak side of that defense. And all three of their goals, including the one that was disallowed, came and, and the goal that was cleared, uh, the ball, the shot that was cleared off the line, all came down that side. How can you have a weak it, side of a five-man defense? Well, speak speak to Trent and Gomez when they play on that side. I that's the weak five side. Man. I said five. That's, 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 the, that's the weak side. That's the weak side of that five. defense. Then, right. So so let's let's wind it in. Yeah. Before we start <laughs> asking these asking these questions. Yeah. And and what I'm saying, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a it's a unit, but you're you're only as strong as you're the weakest part of that unit. And the weak part of that unit is Bellerin and Holding. And on their side, you had Jack Grealish and Watkins. He pinned himself to Rob Holding today. And we know Rob Holding is not good one-on-one defensively. You saw it in the first 30 seconds. They went straight at Rob Holding and they scored immediately. The guy's not good enough. Yeah, this is, this is, another, this is another one of my issues with Arteta as well. Like, let me not, make, let me not go into the list because obviously it's not going to be the, the Nigerian Dan podcast today. Cause yeah, yeah you're right. You're right on that respect. It's not going to be the Nigerian Dan podcast because <laughs> <laughs> I, wanted, <laughs> I wanted to, I wanted, because obviously you're talking about the defence, the attacking the right side, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. But what, what about that protection of that, of said defence? Because last week that defence was protected quite well by those two midfield players. You had El Nenny putting up his best game since he was born, for heaven's sake. You had Thomas Party sourcing that Old Trafford, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm not trying to take a shot at them, but I'm just trying to ask you, bro, what went wrong today? When he came up at half time, it was trouble, though. It, I, I honestly, I was like, this team, are good. They're, they're going to break because the all around him throughout the whole, the build up, the having a good game. As soon as that spine went, it was clear. It was, they were already 1 0 down at the point. But I think that party's injury was so bad for them mentally as well. And Ceballos can't do defensively on as not as clearly as all good around all around midfielder as as party. So it was always Wait, like, what? Oh. Se- se- sexy Ceballos, he can't do it. No. Sexy, sexy Tobias can't do it at the back. Sexy Tobias doesn't want to get dirty. I believe you said sexy Tobias right back at him. Want to get dirty? You know what? You know what? Yeah, you know what? It's 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 fun to talk about Arsenal when they lose as well because all of the all of their hopes and dreams, all of the, the nonsense that their fans want you to believe when their team's doing well, it just comes crashing down. And I think for me today, Stephen, I'm going to come to you on this now. I think the scariest part about today is the fact that not once did they lay a glove at, on Aston Villa today. Like from start to finish, they were completely outplayed. And I think when you're seeing your team get dominated like this, the same way they got dominated against West, West Ham, same way they got dominated against Leicester in the second half, questions need to be asked of this manager now. You mentioned um, off air about Arteta needing more time, more patience, but really and truly, how long do you expect Arsenal fans to give him to get some semblance of an attacking plan put together? <laughs> um, the honest question is on today's evidence, not not very long at all, because this like now he's going back to the way like Emery is playing. Arsenal are a horrible, horrible side to watch at the moment. They're not really creating anything. And 
I think I was gassed off. Except when they play fans. you, of course. Pardon? Except when they play you, of they course. Didn't, they didn't create much when they played us. Yeah, I'm sure they did. No, they, they definitely didn't. <laughs> I'm sure they, they did. No, no, they definitely didn't. No, no, I'm they sure they did. Like one or two. Continue. They cared um, enough to beat you, though. Can't lie. <laughs> yeah, continue, bro. So, sorry, Stevie. Sorry. Right, apologies. <laughs> I'm waiting for you, innit? Don't worry. When your match comes, I'm, I'm on you. Um... Yeah, I just think right now he's not really showing any signs of progression. Like, I thought they'd managed to stem the flow going backwards, but today they got torn apart pretty much by Villa. It could have been more, could have been four or five. So if you're not creating going forward and you're losing without a whimper, um, like, how much how much opportunity do you expect the fans to give you? I think he has this season, to be honest. Um, if he continues with performances like this and no sign of improvement, then I, I don't know where they're going to go from here. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, I think the last point I, I want to touch on with Arsenal, in fact, two points. So one on Arsenal, one on Aston Villa. So Dan, um, Black Dan, Nigerian Dan, I'm going to come back to you on this now. So you mentioned that Arteta, whatever he's doing with this system, it's not working. So going forward, what are you proposing he does to try and get your misfiring team firing again? What are you proposing? He can start by playing players in their actual positions, you know, um, I think Aubameyang needs to be playing up front. Um, with who though? Uh, with with anyone. Like we've got we've got a few wingers in 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 the team. Right? Which ones though? Because a lot of them are underperforming, sir. So okay, so today <laughs> he's brought in a thirty-two-year-old William on a three-year deal. Probably he was shit, by the way. One right. of the what some of the worst business I've seen my club do in recent years, and we've done bad uh, business. I mean, you know, Pepe's pretty long... bad business as well, to be fair. Yeah, but... and and, and Pe- Pe- Pepe's up there as, as some of that bad business as well, mm-hmm. right? But for me, if you've got Pepe or William, I'm going to play Pepe because for me, Pepe has more end product than what William has, right? You've seen the chances. What Pepe are you William... watching? We need to put end product in quotation marks there. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, fine, the, 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 end product. the end product. The end product I'm watching is the one that's got three goals in Europa against Bums. Hey, listen, versus, listen. versus the this one that's playing. This ain't done dark, This ain't done Villa. This ain't done dark. But William's best goal return ever in the league is seven goals. Yeah, okay. he's not a shooter, right? So I don't want him. I don't. I don't. I don't want him. I don't want him on the pitch. Right. My thing is, if William is giving you performances like today. He's supposed to be the one who's technically secure, this, that, and the other, but he's passing it to Aston Villa in the centre circle, right? I don't want him on the pitch. He doesn't offer anything, mm. right? So I'd rather have Pepe there who can do something. Most of the time it will be rubbish, but he might do something good. And that something good is worth more than what William's contributing, right? And then, and then in terms of the other left wing, you've got Saka that he can play there. If you're not going to play Saka, you're going to want to play in the midfield. Bring in Nelson, bring in someone else. Nelson? Nelson is a better left winger than Aubameyang. I'll tell you that for for free, right? Uh, no, Aubameyang, I wouldn't slim pickings here, Dan. I'm, I'm not. This is what I'm saying. That. It's slim pickings, but what you're, I'm hearing. what what you're talking about is Lacazette playing up front, right? That's who we're talking about replacing. Yeah, yeah you don't know. have to be much better, right, to be better than Lacazette. He is terrible. He's bad. <laughs> the pain. The yeah, pain. That's how you really feel, Dan. <laughs> but, but 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 honestly, for me. For me, though, um, what the main issues with our attack is too rigid. Arteta is he's a control freak, um, and he, he, he literally, you can see it today, he is almost telling the players everywhere to pass the ball. Like, he doesn't let them relax, doesn't let them think, doesn't let them improvise, doesn't let them move out of the rigid structure. 
And if he carries on in this way, we're not going to score goals because our players aren't good enough to operate within this structure. If you got someone, if you have top, top quality players like um, what Liverpool do, then it's fine to have that structure in place because they're able to work in their, in their zones. But if you don't have top quality players, you need to be doing what Brighton do. You need to be doing what Leeds do and have that fluid movement that can, that can un, um, unsettle defences and allow you to score goals. Our players are not good enough to be playing isolated in their zones. Mm. Well, you know what, what you're saying is wait, wait, sorry, sorry to interrupt you there once again, Tops. Uh, so, so what, what what you're saying is Emery was all vibes, and uh, Arteta's not enough vibes. Is that, is that basically what you're trying to say? Yeah, if you want to simplify it, he's 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 no vibes whatsoever. He's a he's a militant <laughs> leader. Oh, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> Arsenal fans, Arsenal fans want Arteta out. Then. Is that the, is that the chat? I'm not quite Arteta out. Yeah, I think he he does he does deserve some time because I don't think he's stupid, but he's doing stupid things. So I'll give him some time to rectify it. <laughs> but if it carries on like this, it won't take long for me to be Arteta out. I'm not going to lie. Listen, Dan. Listen, Dan. Arteta is firmly established. We said it a couple of weeks ago on 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 the on this same very very same main podcast that he's on Simeone watch. Arteta is officially on Diego Simeone watch. So we're going <laughs> to keep that watch ticking and see how that progresses over the course of this season. So my last word on Aston Villa, just a fun fact, by the way, at this stage last year, Aston Villa had four losses, two draws, one win with eight goals scored and 11 conceded. This season now, they have five wins in seven games, 18 goals scored, 15 out of 21 points gathered. And they are currently sitting, I think, fourth or fifth in the table. I think we got to give their manager, we got to give their recruitment team some credit. Yeah, Adrian Barkley, Barkley, isn't it? Yeah, quality, quality, but but sorry, not to not to um <laughs> move too far away from from Arsenal once again. Um, just just a fun fact for you guys who don't know. Um, we're saying oh, I know you were saying earlier, Toby, you're saying about um how how much you in, you enjoy talking about when Arsenal lose. Um, just so you guys who don't know, that's been basically every other Premier League week because they've lost four <laughs> out of the eight Premier League games already this season. <laughs> just in case you guys weren't aware, we weren't keeping score. That's oh the, yeah. Oh, just a, another fun fact as well, Harold. Um, my good sir. Um, they went a year. Was it a year where you didn't lose at home, and now you've lost two home games back to back with no goals scored? Mm. Right. Yeah, it was, it was something. Have I got like, that right, Black Dan. One. Yeah, you, got, you got that right. And it's one, something like... What? Uh, what's, what's that? Is that one penalty goal in the last four <laughs> hours of football in the Premier League? My goodness. Yeah, and it's it's something like I think we went like nearly 100, 100 matches or something mm. scoring at home in every mm. single match by Man City and now we've drawn two blanks at home and it's 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 shocking bruv it's absolutely Sorry. shocking yeah 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 and with that we have to move on Dan because we don't want to make this the Arsenal show so we have to talk about <laughs> Man City and Liverpool it was a quite eventful game the match ended 1-1 um, both managers seemed to to make a fist of it considering the circumstances because both their benches were ravaged so I'm going to come to you first on this, Harold. So what are your thoughts on Jurgen Klopp's perceived sort of 4-2-4 formation today? Was it, was it an element of tactical, like a tactical masterclass as such, or was it just him wanting to shoehorn Firmino into this team? It's, it's, it's definitely the latter. Um, it, was, it was definitely that. Yeah, so we start off with a, a 4-2-4, which sometimes in variations was a 4-4-2 that you saw. Um, it, it was interesting lineup. Um, for, the left Hendo, who had a, I thought had a very good game, and Gini Wijnaldum, not so much, I would say, um, ha- having to the scamper and cover a lot of ground. So that was a new, a new one for them too. Um, obviously, because 
when, when, a, when a man is, is, is just signed from, from another club, he scores a hat-trick in midweek away in the Champions League, it would be ludicrous to drop him. Mm. But obviously, I guess I wasn't too upset at the fact that Firmino started, um, only because, and I, I don't even know how much people take into omens in football, but he tends to have a, a fairly good game against Man City, mostly because of their like, free-flowing, expansive football, which we can capitalise on when we hit It wasn't them. like that today, though. It hmm. wasn't like that. To get, today, today was today was a bit mad. Um, me first and first of all, I was shocked at how at how much we were, we were going for. It. Even from the lineup, I was like, someone tweeted, "Was like, oh, um, my, my friend Nana tweeted, he was like, oh, you think I'm mad? Klopp is like, don't worry, look at this lineup. I'm madder. I, I'm madder than all of you. <laughs> I, I, I don't think anyone expected that kind of like attacking lineup away at City. But it was it was nice. The first half for the neutral it must have been great to watch. Mm. Well, um, I know obviously just keeping on the theme of throwing a little sort of fun fact here and there. Here's a fun fact for you as well. Roberto Firmino, Bobby Firmino, failed to produce a shot on target for the fifth Premier League game this season and failed to create a single chance for the fourth match this season. And it's the third time he's, he's drawn a blank in both aspects in the same game. Okay, so, cool. Um, I, I no, 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 because I want to, I want to move on. I? I no, 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 a man asked you a question. A man asked you a question about your striker, and you're so rattled by it, you have to switch. You have to switch games. They said. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you because look, at the early signs, I was like, oh. You know, you go through a little bit of naivety. You know, the first spells of madness. You go through naivety, like, oh, surely this can't be my kind of striker. And then Firmino stopped hitting shots on target. Martial might be coming Firmino. That's all I'm. That's all I'm asking. I'm just. I'm just mad, trying, mad, trying mad, to help mad. you, bro. So, so I need. I need. I need the polls to start being run. Who would you? Who would you rather take, Firmino or or Anthony Martial, bro? Anthony Martial didn't play for three Premier League games. And you had about the same output as Firmino did when he was on the pitch for 270 odd minutes. Trust me, don't worry, don't worry. You don't have to do this. We'll get on to Martial when we talk about Man United. But um, I'm going to move to Anu now. So Anu, uh, Roy, a certain Roy Keane labelled Kyle Walker an idiot and a car today. So <laughs> what's your assessment of his performance today? Because it, it's weird to say, but I don't think he had a horrific game today. And yet he also had a horrific game. No. What's your thoughts? My thoughts is he's that kind of player where he just will lose his head in every game at least once. Um, he will just do something stupid. I feel like he gets bored. Like he's one of that kind of player. He'll just he'll just be bored and just will do something ridiculously clumsy or just very lazy. Like he knows he could, for example, make more of an effort to go round, but he'll just be like, let me just stick out the leg see, the referee might not see it and might get away with it instead of just... I feel like he has that so many times. Um, idiot, is it an idiot? 
I don't know. I think you've got to put some respect on Kyle Walker there. He's been a, he's been there for like he, he defensively he's been there. Like he's be, look look at for example, not even gonna call you out, but Trent. Def- defensively, someone like Trent can't Uh-oh. the guy can't defend. He oh, can no. learn for someone like Walker. But then again, <laughs> you have someone like Walker who would make that idiotic mistake once every nine minutes. So yeah, it was stupid and it's a classic Kyle Walker thing that he was he's done, but to call him an idiot, I think it's unfair because he he's been about he's but he's played for you and he's played at highest level for that long. Do you mm. know what I mean? He's a good he's yeah. a good defender, but he you know he's always got a mistake in him. He's a lazy player. Fair enough, Dan. I'm gonna come to you next before I go back to Harold because I know Harold will definitely want to get his opinion in on my next point. But a certain Trent Alexander Arnold went off injured today, suspected calf injury. So that's now three first teamers in Fabinho Trent and VVD currently injured, in addition to their new recruit, Thiago, who was meant to slot into that midfield. Now, how do we see Liverpool coping with these flurry of injuries? Because they, to their credit, they're holding on strong. Right? They're still getting points, they're still getting results, and they're still grinding on. But what do you make of their injury troubles at the moment? And do you think the worst is yet to come? Yeah, I think it's a, it's a funny one. Um... Because obviously, I think they've they've had some relatively good luck in the past two seasons with their no injuries to key players. But As everyone keeps saying this. That's not true. It's it is, not true. It is. It is. It is. Oh it is true because because your your players have not been missing for extended periods of time. Like I don't know. I don't know why you're saying it's not true. It's literally facts. How is untrue? No way. No, because because we have had injuries. Um, Everyone has had hin- injuries, but well, Mane, Firmino, Salah, Van uh, uh, and Van Dyke haven't had lengthy and, injuries. And, and Henderson and, and have and not been have not been out for extended periods of time. How is that now. lucky? The fact they haven't had a long term injury? Are you kidding me? Uh, a man, a man got clamped. And I said it's good luck. I didn't say it's lucky. I said it's good luck. Okay, look, don't be pedantic over your words about good <laughs> luck and lucky. I mean, I feel like. I, I feel like anyone who studies the, the English language feels like that's fairly synonymous, okay? And <laughs> what, what you, you said good luck, not lucky. Oh, nah, you, we've triggered him. Uh oh, we triggered him. <laughs> I don't I don't understand why I don't understand why you don't think it's good luck though. I mean it's for, it's fortunate, but I wouldn't I wouldn't say <laughs> oh, what's the good luck? Yeah, no, fortunate is yeah, no, 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 different to good luck. <laughs> you led me here. You led me here. I'm just capitalizing. You led me here. That's uh, you know what? Listen, since you want to talk, Harold, yeah, how do you think you lot are gonna cope with this injury? Let's say Trent Wait. is out for let's say Trent is out for, I don't know, a month or something. I know we got the international break, so that's a bit of respite for your squad, but let's say he misses, I don't know, the first three, four four weeks of the sort of winter Xmas period. How do you reckon your team are going to cope? Do you reckon your team will be able to cope with that? Uh, yes, I do. The uh, funny cool. thing is, on the defensive aspect, I think they'll be better. You put Milner there, Milner did <laughs> Wow. <laughs> that's rude, you know. That's another thing that... That's rude, Annie. Milner was doing a better job defensively than Trent. I'm just saying on the defense. What did Sterling do in, 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 in this game today? Please tell me. Exactly, exactly. Over t- what did he do? Or to what be did fair, he do? Well, he did more in the first half. He did nothing what in did the did he do? Did, did he produce no, anything? Then, no, no, what, what, did me, I'm what did Jesus do to Trent, Trent Alexander-Arnold? That was, that, yeah, fair enough. That, that, that was good that's skill. That's why Trent's off the pitch now. That's that. 
<laughs> okay, look, first of all, first of all, I, I don't understand how this has suddenly gone against me. Yeah, so it's, all right, it's all right. It's I'm, all right. I'm locked and loaded, so it's, it's blessed, isn't it? Anu, first of all, stay calm. We slapped you at your yard, yeah? That's your only loss of the season. Remember that. Remember that. First wow. of all. And that's first of all. No, number two, number two Trent, Trent isn't great defensively, nor is he even good defensively. What I would say is that people blow, they blow his, def- his defensive lapses or his defensive um, abilities out of proportion. Like, it's not as bad as what people make it out to be. Today, that was just a better skill than it was Trent's defending today. That I, Look, mm. that's, that's Trent. That's what, that's what you're going to get from him. However, oh. he, he may not be this amazing defender that you make him out to be, but he's not as bad as you guys, as you guys say he is. You're making out like he's he's like Alberto Moreno, like he's a sieve. He's not that bad. No, but he, I don't think out. anyone said that. You know? yeah, I don't think anyone said that. Oh my god! Okay, well, but but, but this is, you, I am you, I'm rattled. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> you, you, listen, you've you've answered our, you've answered the question. You think you can cope? Um, yeah. I think it's going to be a lot that James Milner is going to have to do to give you what close to what Trent's giving you in terms of his contribution on the ball, but it remains to be seen what, what your team's going to look like without, without Trent, because we've not actually seen Liverpool without Trent for a sustained period of time. Yes, we in have. That, in at least two and a half years. Yeah, no, yes, we have. My goodness, when? once again. Trent got injured last year and Nico Williams had to come in and play two for or how three long? games. And... Two free games. <laughs> Bro, look, wait, 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 look. So... I don't think you understand. This is a calf injury. I'm, I don't imagine it to be as long as you're projecting. Like, no, I, no, I, I'm not projecting that it's going to be long. I said, hypothetically, if okay. it was long, could okay, you... Okay, yeah, yeah fair enough, fair enough. But what yeah. I'm saying is, Trent, Trent actually hasn't had the greatest of starts this season, even offensively. Most of his, most of his performances have probably been better defensively this season, Sim- simply because he's having a right centre-back who's he's chopping and changing every single week. And so he has to have some discipline about his game. And... Second of all, he just he just ha- he just hasn't been that good. In in all honesty, he's maybe that's the bar he's set for himself that he's that much of a creative outlet from our right back position. But he hasn't been all that great. Nor has he had to be because we're still we're still getting still getting wins. So I, to be honest with you, I I don't have much I don't, I, I don't have much concern of, over that because I mean he wasn't producing that much. Let's mm. say, but so yeah, you we'll, just got we'll basically you don't have much concern, but you just got routed for no reason, basically. No, no, no. I, I was more, <laughs> I was more touching on the point of these of these defending because there's been a topic on the timeline this week mm. and Trent's Trent's defending ability, and I just think it's blown out of proportion a little bit. So I just wanted to. I hear you. I hear you. Steve, Steve, I'm going to come to you next as well. So we spoke about Jesus. We spoke about the quality that he showed there. The same proverbial questions are going to come up again. Can Jesus feel Aguero's boots? Blah blah blah. Yada yada yada. Do you think that? <clears throat> that Jesus, I know we've asked this question a million times, but I'm going to ask it for the million and one time. Do you think that Jesus is it basically? Like, can he can he go a long way to to help Man City in their perceived title challenge? No. Definitive <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Definitive no. Jesus is not that guy, man. Like that's a that goal he scored today. Mwah. Chef's kiss, like it was majestic, yeah. But he's just not a man that I would be able to rely upon for mm. an entire season to propel me to the title. Because yeah. when you need, when you need like big players to step up at big times, and today he had an example where I think he had that header that he just he failed to even get on target. Like minimum, you've got to be working the keeper, and if you're up against the strongest team in the league. Uh, you need to be packing away those chances, and that happens to Jesus way too often. So, I hear me, you. he's been at City long enough, he's had enough chances. I don't think 
he can go that extra um, level to where he'd be as reliable as Aguero. I hear you. And I wanted to, to expand on not just Jesus, but Man City's attack as a whole, because listen, Ke- we ain't spoken about it, but Kevin De Bruyne was asked today. He was absolutely... I was, I, was, I was just about to say, I was just about to mention him. And please, please. <laughs> he was please, asked today, and De Bruyne Raheem Sterling. So go yeah, on, Harold, take it away, take it away. Yeah, so De Bruyne, look, if, I was about to say, I was about to, I was about to ask you, Tom, I was going to say, if if that was if that was a certain man with a blonde streak in his hair wearing number six, we'll all be laughing and oh, stop. jolly stop up it, on, on the stop it, stop it. It's true, it's true. No, we would, we would. Even though it's deserved for Pogba, it is, it is true. When Whenever De Bruyne doesn't play so well, he doesn't really get the lights on him like that from, from us. Mm. I think most because I don't even think anyone cares about Man City too tough. However, today he was appalling. That penalty is a madness, number Not one. Too. And... He just sometimes he, he makes me so vexed here because he has so much quality on the ball, but he will just spam the ball into the box. He won't even he won't even aim, we'll just slap it with all the power <laughs> he has in, in the world. Henderson, Henderson genuinely outplayed him today. And I can't believe I'm saying yeah, it. I agree with that. Genuinely outplayed. That. And Henderson, I, I actually want to give him some props. He's actually been a fairly consistent, steady Eddie in our midfield for some number I'd say more than that, you know. He's been very I'd say good. more than that. The, the, very, very the touchline, good. The touchline powers that be might disagree, but I'd say he's been more than just fairly consistent. The bar's set fast. low. The, the bar's set low. That's KD, one of KDB's worst games. You could say it's yeah. true, though. Well, yeah, OK. It. Well, I mean, I don't think Henderson was amazing, let's say, but Kevin Bueno was atrocious. Like, no, that was an awful... Awesome. KDB, yeah. KDB is allowed a bad performance because he puts in so, so many magnificent ones. But I do think that there's extra strain on him to be the all-encompassing creative midfielder for City now because David Silva's gone, because Sane's gone. Do you know what I mean? If him or Sterling don't create for City, um, it's, it's like nothing's happening. And to be honest, um, like they, they need more options there. I know Torres has done a decent job like in and around like false nine, but to me, he's not proven he's creative either. Mares. Is not quite at the same level as Sane. You weren't even in the squad today, Steve. He's been that bad that Pep didn't. Maris is good though. Maris and Foden should be playing, in my opinion. Foden should have started today. Yeah, Gundogan was a bit of a passenger today, but he's always a bit of a passenger against Liverpool. Now, I I don't understand. How old is Gundogan now? 30, 32? He's got to be 30, yeah. He's 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 in his thirties at least, yeah. And if if I'm wrong, please I, I apologize. But listen, I that whatever version we have of Gundogan right now cannot be better than Foden. It simply can't. Mm. Odin has to be playing, and mm-hmm. I guess that's that's Pep again. You know, he's saying that oh, he's the best player he's ever seen, and and he's, he's holding bench. He even got him. To, I don't know if you guys saw, he got him to warm up at like the 83rd minute. Please note that 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 my brother didn't come on the pitch. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's, it's nasty what Pep is doing there. But um, Dan, just before we move off this match, so my last point. I know we've spoken about Liverpool. We know that we still expect Liverpool to put up a strong title challenge, but. Based on what we've seen with this City backline of, I don't know, Laporte, Diaz, Walker on one side, Cancelo on the other side, he was actually fantastic today, I thought, Cancelo. He was good, yeah. Um, has this sort of altered your opinion on on their their title chances this season and how their defence can hold up? Who, City? Cities, yeah, because this is what, I'm beating in five now, only three goals conceded, two yeah. clean sheets, etc. Yeah, I think if if um, Ruben Diaz and Laporte can stay fit, um, it's a it's a major upgrade on what what they had there last season. Um, I think last season Stones, Otamendi, uh, Eric Garcia, uh, Fernandinho they were they were 
piss poor. Let's let's just be honest. Let's not let's not call a spade a spade. So I think if City do have that basically solid base to build from, and they can get the likes of Aguero, Jesus, De Bruyne, um, fit, fit and firing, then I think they'll be they'll be there and thereabouts. I just think, you know, with the whole compressed schedule. Um, etc. You're seeing the injuries that Liverpool are getting. It's going to be very tough to keep those two fit all season. Laporte has been picking up uh, little niggles already this season. Mm. Um, so I think it's going to be a, a major worry uh, to keep him fit, especially if they're playing Champions League um, matches as well. So um, I think it just gonna, it's going to depend on the fitness of those two, um, really, for me. I hear you. Fair enough. <clears throat> very diplomatic of you. <laughs> Chelsea for Sheffield United nil. I mean, Sheffield United won, sorry. How could I disrespect McGoldrick like that? So, Andrew, I'm going to come to you first because you let McGoldrick score. This is, what, his yeah. third goal or fourth goal against Chelsea now? I think he scored three and four games against three, yeah, three, three. three and four games against even Chelsea. even popped up that stat just before he scored. It was a bit freaky. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, I wanted to sort of... I'll go on Sheffield United after, but I wanted to literally start on the main wizard on the night, Ziyech. In full effect now, this is what three goals, three goal contributions in these last Premier League, um, last two Premier League matches. What's your assessment on this player so far? And second of all, would you say he's the best signing you lot have made this summer? Um, first, yeah, this pod should be called the ZX Show, mate. He's like, the guy is. Oh God, uh, this this the guy is cold. The guy is. Listen, it's it's. I I personally think. It's going to be real trouble. You know, you see a natural player, a natural talented player, not a player who is not a mount who tries so hard and is the teacher's pet, an actual natural ability player. You just tell this guy to go on the pitch and do it. I feel like this is this is the player we have in here. And I think he's an unbelievable signing. In terms of, and you 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 all saw it. You all saw it. That's why everyone's that's why everyone's screwing face. Because the, the assists. <laughs> Not even, and the assist that even the assist he even didn't get uh, weren't even let him down. He should have had three three solid assists in that game. Um, the simple skills he was doing on the right hand side when he pulled it back and I don't know who he who he embarrassed um, on the, on the wing. But no, he's 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 a natural baller and then he knows as well. What I also loved about him in the press interview is when he knew as well. I see you don't I? I knew as well to, to when he when he when when nothing's happening for us to drop back deep and deliver ridiculous balls. No, I think he's going to be a real problem. Um, Gas about the signing. I don't think he's the best signing. I would actually say, I've always said it from the beginning, Thiago Silva for me, getting him for a free was, I thought, the signing that, the best signing that we did. I mean, you're basically paying him a million a week, so is, is it really free? But anyway. <laughs> signing him for free was the best thing. Uh, you, know, you, you know, let me make it a bit interesting here and everyone yeah. else can answer. You know what? Because best signing is, is a bit too broad. Let's talk okay. about the attackers because you signed okay. a certain... A certain seventy-two million pound player or whatnot who's got COVID or something like that. I swear he's got COVID, hasn't he? Have yeah, it. Seventy-two. What? I thought it was hundred, bruv. What? No. Like initial fee. Initial fee. Yeah. Uh, initial fee. Uh, yeah. Listen, he's. I don't know who he's been playing with. He's a young kid. He's obviously got a bit wrong. First, well, I don't know. No, no, no. But I'm, I'm not. I'm not trying to get on to. What are you trying to get on that? But I'm trying to. I'm trying to ask a question, isn't it? Okay. That's what he's defensive. Man, man yeah. jumped the gun here. Yeah. He's like, nah, nah, have it saying a flop. Have it saying a flop. That's not COVID or what? I'm just saying, you signed apparently the world's best wonder kid, even though I don't I don't agree with that. You got Timo Werner, who I do like, and you signed Havertz. So those are your three 
attacking signings this summer. So who has been the best? Or better yet, who is the best? Not who has been the best. Who is the best signing of the lot? I would... Are you... Well, I would say currently on what they've been playing. No, 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 no. Forget about currently. No, no. I'm asking who is the best signing of the lot. Forget about currently. Who is the best signing of the lot? In my opinion, I think Werner. I think Werner. I think he's. I think because I think he's already a finished product. I think Mm. he's only going to get better, and he's just a proven finisher. Like so, not the the midfielder. I think it's slightly. It's slightly more difficult. Um, There's a lot more to it, but. I think I think Werner's the, Werner's the best for us, in my opinion. It's it's easy mm. to say that, but who's the worst is also easy to answer. I don't know why I don't know why everyone's getting on Havertz. I don't know why everyone's Wait, how did you how did you know he was talking about Havertz? He did say I knew, I knew, honestly, bro, all, all I can say is life comes at you fast, bro. Wait, honestly, what's, what's, what's the agenda to have it? There's no agenda, bro. I'm just speaking yeah, facts. I have a big agenda. Let, let, let me hear, let me hear. Is it that you're not, are you watching, have you watched him play this season? Yeah, I'm, I'm watching it and I'm not, I've not been impressed. I'm not going to lie. What, why would you be impressed with the, what, the way he brings the ball up? Or, or you're not impressed with his defensive? Like, he just, or, like, so, you know. That he's you know, not scoring. You know, no, you know when you sign a player of that of that figure, yeah, you yeah. expect to see him clear of all the players on the pitch. And what? for me, yeah, Ziak Ziak has come on um and for the last few games at Chelsea, and you can see that this guy is an absolute creative hub, like he's a genius, and that's what I want to see from Havertz. Where to me, he's just been blending in, and he's even been outshadowed to a large extent by Mount. Wait, hold on, hold on. When did A hear that? You know. Wait, when did age not become a factor in the way we analyse players? Have we just stopped that one? No, no I mean... ZH is 27 years old. Oh, okay, okay. It's, okay. And how so, old it happens is 21? I'm just saying, is that not... Okay, do we not factor that in anymore? But when you spend 100 M's, yeah, are you saying that you're spending 100 M's for him to bang in three years or for him mm. to bang now? But it's the same question when you spend 70 M on Pepe. What, what were we expecting? Yeah, exactly. I have no idea what you're trying to do here, bro. He's asking you You are, you are. You're triggered. Yeah, yeah, you are. You see the veins pulsating from your neck? Your head is about to explode, bro. I'm saying because absolutely... You are knowledgeable. Positively blokes. rattled, bro. Oh, wait, yeah, I'm back. <laughs> Let me conclude. You're knowledgeable blokes. So obviously, when you know a player comes abroad, young age, it takes time to settle. It, of course, yeah, I, I agree with you. Someone like Werner, huh? Huh? Someone like Werner who has come abroad. He's a young age. It takes time to settle, right? Well, yeah, he had a few <laughs> games, didn't he? He wasn't that great early on. He's only oh, started really banging, hasn't he? Okay, but oh, he's no. banging though. Interesting. Yeah, now he's banging. Now he's banging. I thought he's got in his third game of, of English football, no? Haven't got COVID. Haven't got COVID. Oh, okay, okay. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what? You know what? Let's um. So Dan, I'm gonna come to you on this as well, yeah. Um, before we get on to Sheffield United, so Chelsea's fullbacks. I know we spoke about. I know um, Andrew mentioned Thiago Silva. He's been ever present. The defense just looks organized. They're, it's all hunky dory against these. Low scoring sides, should I say? Um, because that's what they've played low scoring sides. Um, but their four Chelsea's fullbacks are quietly going about their business this mm. Six goal involvement so far combined for Reese James and um Ben Chilwell. What's your assessment on, on that pairing 
And where would you say it ranks in the league currently? Um, yeah, it ranks. It ranks. It ranks quite well. I'd say it's it's probably top five. Top five. I'll, I'll happily say that. I'll, I'll need to do some. I think Liverpool are clear at the top. Then I'll need to do some thinking about some of the other pairings um, uh, before I can I can nail it down. But I think I think yeah, you're you're right. They are quietly going about their business. I think Reese James has come come on from um, last season because I think he had a very shaky season last year. I was he wasn't really looking like the the Trent X uh, Wambisaka combo that we were expected to <laughs> that, that we were expected. Up. That we were expected to see, but I think this season he started um, started very well. Deserved his England call up um, call ups as well uh, with the form that he's he's shown. So he he's doing well. I think Chilwell started. He had he had a few injuries, um, and he is sort of filling in for some of the goal involvements that Marcus Alonso was giving you, which is a bit um, unexpected because you don't really associate Chilwell. Um, really, with scoring goals, but he's been getting into the box and and contributing there. So, you know, I'm not even really the biggest fan of Chilwell. I've been on the record saying I think he's he's quite average, but um, I think you're seeing uh, Lampard use him in a way that makes him um, quite effective using his his pace to get up and down um, up and down the pitch. So, yeah, man, they're they're doing really well. Yeah, no complaints there. Um, just back to your question about like their best signing. I think it is Thiago Silva um, out of all of the signings they made in the attack, just because I think. Chelsea were really good in attack last last year. They didn't really have any issues scoring goals. Um, to the extent. They, no, like they, they, they did finishing chances, I yeah. would say. But um, in terms of creating chances, I don't think they had that many issues. But where they did have issues was at the back. And I think that experienced head of Thiago Silva can, is tied to them over. Because if they didn't sign him and they were having to play Christensen and Zuma or um, some of the com- combinations that we saw them play last year, then I think they wouldn't be doing as well <laughs> what they are right now. Mm, fair enough, fair enough. I think Mendy has to play his, a part in that as well because I think he's coming and he's not even been spectacular, but I think such such as the, the, the dross that they've been dealt with the past two seasons, the bar was in hell. So he literally just had to raise it to ground level. And I think <laughs> I think I think that's what they needed. And it's 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 time to move for now. So credit to him, he's doing well, but you know what, Steve, I want to come to you next because them people, them nasty people from Harold's neck of the woods, yeah, they told us that this Brewster guy, they told us that he was something special. They used to call him Starboy, all of this stuff, yeah. 23.5 million and he had zero, zero um, input into that performance. And I'm just looking at that. I'm just looking at Sheffield United spending now 23.5 million on Brewster, who I actually think is a good finisher. I think he will get goals for them, but still not. Is it going to be enough? And then 20 million on Ramsdale. Like, what's this business about? Yeah, honestly, Sheffield United, yeah. Then we're now going to see the, the bums that I thought they were. Like, <laughs> like I, I would not have any qualms in seeing that team go down. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> like, um, obviously, I think teams can come into the Premier League and for a season they can fool people no longer. Like, they needed to buy a top striker, or maybe not a top striker, but a striker who'd at least score you goals in the league, yeah? And looking at the way you play, I don't see many parallels with the way Liverpool play. So I don't know why they've gone for a striker from Liverpool who's unproven in tournaments over 16. So... (laughs) Come on, he scored goals in the Championship. Bro, this Brewster guy, I didn't even clock he was 20. I thought he was still 18. Like, he's... (laughs) 
in in the games he signed for Sheffield United, he he hasn't really imposed himself. To be fair, he hasn't really got chances. But when you're at that kind of um, club, like you've got to fashion these chances for yourself. And to me, this guy looks missing at that club. I don't know if you're not, thinking about Pitt, Stevie. No, nah, I'm not gonna lie. I don't know. I don't know if he's not at the level required yet, or it's just because it's Sheffield United, so perhaps it's not quite the right fit. But I don't see him ten goals. Sorry, to, it's it's hard to judge him against clean sheet FC. It, it's it's a. But hard you didn't keep a clean sheet though. You didn't keep a clean sheet. No, Adi, your head is still hot from having it. But Steve, you know what? You know what? Here's my here's my counter argument to to Brewster because the fee was a joke thing. There's no getting around it. The fee. I don't know how Liverpool pull these astronomical figures for their for their players out of thin air. It's crazy. And I don't know how they get it, but the fee was a joke thing. But he is definitely a better finisher than McGoldrick. He is definitely a better finisher than Oli McBurney. We've seen it in action. We've seen it in evidence as well. But, yeah. but whether well, he's he got the 20th, it, the 19th and the 18th worst striker in the league <laughs> out of 20, then like it's not, it's not an improvement. Their strikers are genuine. They're in and amongst Lacazette. In terms of the goals they actually Martial. get. Oh, sorry, sorry. Martial, Firmino, yeah, they're in the same group now. They are. You're right. They're on I'm top. glad you named Firmino there as well, bro. Bro, he he he's the CEO. What do you mean? Okay. <laughs> he's the CEO <laughs> founder. All right. Wait, wait. So, sorry, Tom. I have a question for um. For Anu, I know. I got a question for you, mate. Um, I see you, you guys. Chelsea started to click. Chelsea started to click. Started to play very well. I was getting some, some runs together, getting some W's together. Um, I'm just wondering, is there any space for a Ruben Loftus-Cheek, who, by the way, was, was dropped from the Fulham team, who finally got their, a W, by the way, for the second W in a row where he didn't have any input in the game whatsoever. Obviously, against West Ham, he came on at the 83rd minute and still managed to get yellow carded. Um, what, what do you make of his future in this Chelsea lineup? Thank you. Very good question. I appreciate that. Um, Non-existent. Honestly, I'll be honest, I said it funny enough in our Chelsea, our group today, like, uh, there's no space for Chirk for mm. Loftus-Cheek back at There's no space for the third best England player, mad. Mm. There's no space, this, this is my personal opinion, it's going to rustle some feathers. There's no space for him back there. The guy's not, the, he's the kind of player where he needs to drop. You would think he'll need to be playing at Fulham, like what Barkley's doing, big do you know what I mean? Big fish, small, small team, and dominate. Yeah, and there's no space for him at Fulham either, bro. He can't get off the bench. Which is why it's sound at his peak. It's peak. And I feel for the guy. That's but the guy needs to reset. But listen, listen, there's and no Peter, space. Tom Kearney, um, Lamina, um Jack Harrison. No, not Jack Harrison. Um Harrison Reed, sorry. It's sad. It's sad. So so RLC moved just just about like two two streets down to Fulham. Um, just so he can uh, continue to attend his favourite club, Libertine, and he still can't even start for them. Okay, well, that's that's good to know. He's not part of the Chelsea plans going forward. I'll, I'll come to you uh, for any for any further developments. Thank you. I just pray, I, I'll just conclude. I just pray the injury that VVD gets is not as bad. It doesn't <laughs> what? have to. The, the reason I'm saying because it's an injury. 
I think it's the injuries that's fucked. That's that's um that's done. Oh man, I thought you were trying to be some video. Injury, he was I mean, I just pray that VVD nothing happens to him post that. Wow. Okay. Okay. Well, that's a bit well, well, like, Still, I don't know how I feel about that comment. Mm, yeah. Okay. Because you have to show the character there, mate. Hey. Okay. Interesting. But you know, we got we got two games. We got two games left to discuss in it, and I think one of them we can discuss very quickly, but. I want to talk about Man United now, Steve. I want to talk about Man U because this was meant to be Oli's final nail in the coffin. Um, United, come on. <laughs> Pochettino apparently approached as, as confirmed by Sam um, Luckhurst as well, who is literally your club's mouthpiece. Bro, whenever it seems that Oli is on the brink, on his deathbed, he just, <laughs> someone said it. And sorry if I've not if I've not referenced you or given you your, your, your credit, but they said he turns into prime Mourinho. I think that was our good friend Farid that said that. He turns into prime Mourinho or Fergie. <laughs> what were your thoughts on Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's setup against Everton? Because he did quite well. Yeah, man, it's so bloody frustrating because as soon as this guy hears that Poch is potentially in the running, like, he manages to conjure up victories out of nowhere. Everyone thought that um, this would be the match. This might be his last match before we get the international break. And the man has plucked out a win. And it's so annoying. Like, the players want down tools. Just, I need him out of my club. Like, a couple of defeats before the international break, we would have been sweet. Bruno uh, has no idea what that phrase means, my bro. And honestly, it's, it's, it's annoying because... We can't build any consistency. Like anytime I come on, I keep saying we can we can never like get three straight wins, especially in the Premier League. And it's mm. like up, down, up, down. Two years, two years it's been for Ole, and we're not seeing any improvement. But yeah, the way he set up yesterday, I it was okay. I think it was more so I was surprised that Everton approached the game in the way they did. Like teams have seen that you get a lot of joy playing United if you press us and Everton just gave us so much room to to navigate and play as we wanted and so I wasn't surprised that we got the victory because they allowed us to do it if they had put like bits of pressure on us then we would have we would have really struggled so I feel like Ancelotti's game plan there was was a bit off but credit to the players Mm. they went down they went down one nil they responded well I thought it was a good performance um particularly from Fred in the midfield. Yeah, Fred the Red. He did well, didn't he? Yeah, he's um Is he a must start ahead of Pogba? Hmm? Yeah, Pogba, like Pogba and this United team. Wait, Tom's, the, the, how can you ask that question with a straight face? Tom's taking a piss, bro. Are you <laughs> kidding me? <laughs> bro, but I'm just asking a question, bro. <sighs> Pogba and this United team, yeah, we're going in two different directions at the minute. Like, I don't even know what should be the long-term plan with him because it seems we can't get him in the team. Um, we'll probably buy another player to try and unlock him at some point. Um, but with Fred, Fred is actually, I think he's a good player. And I think more often good. than not, he plays wow. well for us. Pardon? What, a good player? Yeah. No, he is. He is. He just, occasionally, he's a bit funny to me, bro. Occasionally, he's a bit off with his passing, but he's... he's occasionally. Occasionally. <laughs> Mad. <laughs> Sorry, continue. I Maybe just I can continue, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that I was done. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's yeah, that's it. That's all I have to say on that performance. Yeah. Bruno, Bruno's yeah, nah. doing the job as well. Like I think um 
he gets a lot of stick and Mario had me on here last week about to demonize him but he's come back the next week and all three goals he contributed to them so for all his wastage and I know it's not ideal the guy is the only one who I can continuously say delivers us the good so I can't hate on him too much although he does need to stop being so wasteful. Dan, Dan, I, I have you on record as saying I just can't stand the way he plays. <laughs> and, and a lot of people are saying that Bruno is Thanos on the cover now because they just can't beat this guy. Nope. This is 30 goals and assists combined, sorry. 30 GNA in 33 appearances for Man United now. I think it's either 30 or 31 in 33 appearances for United. Do, does he justify being undroppable for this team? Because whatever he does, Oli just can't get him out of the team. Yeah, um, the thing is, it's a. It, I, I, I personally, I can't stand it. But at the end of the day, if you have someone in there that gets you goals, you have to play them. And I think a similar situation is a lot of people used to say similar things about Deli Ali for Spurs, um, in the sense that oh, if he's not scoring, then he doesn't really give you much. And I think the danger is that now, when the goals have dried up for uh, someone like Deli Ali. Um, you can see that it's very difficult for him to, to to get into the into the Spurs side, and I think for Bruno Fernandez, he needs to ensure that he gets these numbers because you've seen it for a couple of games, three three, I think two or three games um, in the past like few weeks when he's not scoring. Boy, does this guy stink the joint out! Like he absolutely reeks when he doesn't get a goal or an assist and it's not worth it. But I think the numbers speak for themselves. I think it's a hundred, you said in, in his games for United, but I think in, in, his, in his last 160 um, appearances, he's got 146 goals and assists, which is just, it's ridiculous. Those numbers are, are scary. Those are scary numbers for any sort of midfield player. So, you know, as long as he's given you that return, he has to be in the team because you don't necessarily have someone who can contribute those goals and assists if he's not there. But he needs to make you need to make sure that he's contributing those numbers because if not, boy, he's smelly. He's very smelly. Mm. Now, I, I, this is a general question across the board, really, because Luke Shaw, it seems like since Tellers has come into this team or they signed Tellers, it's sort of sort of fired up a rocket up this guy's bum. Like the last couple of games, I'm seeing him actually deliver some good crosses. I'm, I'm shocked. I'm, I'm amazed. And even Maguire, he's been awful for the past couple of months. He had his best game in the United shirt in, in God knows how long against Everton. So my question to you lot is, what is this best? What is Man United's best defence on paper? Not on paper, just generally, game to game. What is the best defence that they can build off? Because Twinzebe, they told us about Twinzebe, class, class, this, class, that. And I heard that he was quite poor against a lowly Istanbul um, a couple of days ago. So <laughs> I'm at... Twanzebe, yeah. Look, Twanzebe is still, he's still the real deal. I'm not going to... No, lie. I'm not saying he's not. I'm just asking, what's the best? Can we talk yeah. about that, 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 Istanbul, that Istanbul game, please? <laughs> no, no, no. no. jogging and still being able I, to... I cannot, I've never seen anything like that in the 12th minute of a game in my entire life of football. You should be ashamed oh. of yourself, Stevie. I, I am ashamed. That was crazy. Ashamed of all of them. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> Bro, you can't make me feel any worse about my club than I do right now. So <laughs> it can't affect me. Yo, that, that game was perfect. There's there's no words that can that can be used to describe that game. Like the, the players, 
this is what frustrates us the most is because one day we'll think we're the best side in the world. The next, the next game, it's like we can't string a pass together or can't um, create a cohesive performance. But in terms of our defence and that question, Toby, I think De Gea and goal, like this season, he's been pretty solid. Twanzebe and Lindelof, I think, is who everyone wants to see. I know Maguire played okay yesterday. To me, he didn't play amazingly well that they needed to show his highlight reel on, on match of the day. And You know how it is. Like, you know how it is with these lot. You know how it is. Yeah, but I just thought he dealt with things well in the air, which is what, like, it's basic defending to me. Like, so... I wouldn't give him his plaudits for that. that but it's basic defending against Dominic Calvert-Lewin, who is quite a tormentor in the air. So maybe you got to give him some small there, I must say. Fair, fair play. Um, but yeah, Aaron Wan-Bissaka, he has to play at right back. And then, um, yeah, I mean, I'd, Teles has to play. But Luke Shaw, he has upped his game in the last few weeks or so. Like, whenever his place is Just say Teles and move on. Come on, let's, let's not pretend. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna give you what you want. Tell us. <laughs> let's just let's not pretend. Okay, cool. I think I think that's enough for Man United now. That's a good result for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. United go marching on, and the rest of the Premier League are happy because Ole's still in a job. So, boy, <laughs> uh, last game we want to talk about, and I don't think we need to spend too much time on this. Is obviously um, my beloved Spurs picking oh, up. No, Toby, Toby, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I know you're hosting, but. Since this is your club, how about I ask you some questions about the, the game? No, no, no. Ask, them, <laughs> ask the some questions. Don't ask me questions. Oh, no. Oh, I mean, I mean, you've been asking a fair few questions. So let, let, me, let me turn it back on you. As soon as, as, soon as you got Harry Kane, they're boasting he's, he's 200, 200 goals. I think he got his 201st on the weekend. Well done, well done. Yep, yep, um, yep. Yeah, question um, about Gareth Bale. He came off and then you and then you scored. Okay. Mm. Um, thought, thought, thoughts on him? Um, is he finished? Um uh, thoughts on his yeah, just, just his all around game. How, how how do you think how do you think uh, he was, or how, how do you think he's going to be going into the future for you, for your beloved Spurs? So I'm going to answer the first question um, or the first point about today. He was shit today. There's no sugar coating it. He was shit today. He was he was really bad. He was really bad today. And has he played well yet? But by the way, yeah, he has played well. He has played. Oh well. yeah, yeah, yeah. Kane is finished. Kane is finished. Yeah, or Bale, you mean? Sorry, Bale. Sorry, my bad. God. <laughs> but, but yeah, listen, listen, yeah Bale is finished. Gareth Bale for me is not finished. I think. I think what was <laughs> what we're seeing is. I think maybe we sort of potentially rushed <laughs> rushed him because he scored oh. that. He came on as we a... we who's we uh, us Tottenham. We oh, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, cool. no, don't, relax your beans over there. Yeah. So I think we sort of. Rushed him, and I'm I'm guilty of that too because I wanted him to start today because he had such a big impact when he came on as a substitute last week and scored us the winning goal. Might I add the winning goal, but people need to put some context behind it. Today was like his what tenth or eleventh appearance in 2020. Yeah, all I'm saying is exercise some patience with this guy. We're not expecting him to be explosive. We're not expecting him to be beaten four or five man. We're expecting him to be intelligent in that inside right channel and we're expecting him to pop off shots and get us some numbers and I think he's going to do that this season so that's my thoughts on Gareth Bell I'm not worried about him and he's not finished okay, but okay. Do, you think, um, do you think he's going to be a starter on your side I think he will be I think he will be as the weeks go by I think he will you don't be sound very sure mate no 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 no. I, I am sure I am sure because he's by far and away better than anything we got on that right hand side. So he would definitely. You think, he's be better than, you think Gareth Bell now is better than Bergwijn? Let's say. 100%. Way better than Bergwijn. 
Way better than Bergwijn. But um, he will be a definite starter for us. He, it's just a case of when is he going to be ready to play games consistently? Because he's going to be one that we need to manage. Like, he can't play 90 minutes week to game to game. He can't play Saturday or Sunday and then play on Thursday and whatnot. We're going to need to manage him carefully just because of his injury record as well. So I think Gareth Bell, don't sleep on him. He's going to contribute for us this season. So just wait. What? What, um, what would be, what would you define as a good season for Bill? Um, in terms of output. Output in all competitions or in the league? In all comps. No, because that no, 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 no. league is not a competition. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, in the Prem. <laughs> in the Prem, it depends on these apps, but I'm expecting 15 goals, 15 to 20 goals. In the, Premier goals League goals. No, 15 to 20 goals and assists combined, that's it. Oh, okay. That's combined. what you're expecting, for real? I, I think 15 is... 20 is optimistic, of course. 20 is mad optimistic, but I think I think he can hit 15. I think he can hit 15. That's a lot, you know. I mean, I guess if if, if you if you don't think that, then nobody will. Um, But anyway, moving on past Gareth Bale, uh, onto your beloved Harry Kane. I do feel like I've, I've, I've given you a little bit of stick there with Gareth Bale. We, we do have to applaud brilliance um, when, when, when we see it. Harry Kane got his, uh, I think it's, it's his 151st Premier League goal. Am I, is, is that? Is 150th. 150th, apologies. 150th Premier League goal. Uh, 201st overall goals. My, my, yeah. my apologies. Right. What did you think of him? Um, what did you think of him, uh, his overall performance? And, what, and do you feel like he, he can finally beat that, 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 uh, that uh, long, long-awaited record from uh, Alan Gerrard of 260 Premier League goals? If he stays in the league... He's gonna beat that record. There's no, there's no if or buts about it. If he stays, if he stays in the league and doesn't root off his ankle by the age of thirty or whatnot, he's gonna beat that record. There's, there's, it's, it's coming. But on his performance today, I thought he was. I didn't think he was good today, but I didn't think he was bad. I think he was better. I think he performed way better than Gareth Bale did. I think he performed way better than Sun did because Sun was awful today as well. Um, our whole team was awful today. But what? I love the most about Harry Kane is no matter the circumstance, there is always one player in our team that you can rely on, and it's him. That's what, 13 goals and 10 assists in 14 appearances in all competitions this season. And I know you lot don't like the Europa League, so I'll take away the Europa League from the equation so that even in the league, that's eight appearances, eight goals, eight assists. It's crazy numbers, absolutely crazy numbers. And I'm hoping he can continue because if he stays fit all season and continues at the rate he's going, we are definitely finishing in the top four, top three even. We're going to finish third because we're going to finish above Chelsea this season. I was actually going to follow on that question and do you see yourself as title contenders? But you nah, just kind of... No, no, no. The title contender talk is nonsense. I don't, I don't like, I don't like, I don't like sit hearing all this title contenders talk. Because Not really, you sure? I'm sure, I'm positive. I, I have to hear that, Toes. I, 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 okay, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you know where Spurs are. That's good. Oh. <laughs> Let's look at this. Look at this Liverpool. Let's look at this Liverpool. Who's going to win the league, by the way, Toes? Who, huh? who, who, who you think going to win the league? Uh, just out of just this random question. I said on I said on a pod a few weeks ago that City, because of that Van Dijk injury, City were automatic favourites. But when I watch City now, I'm, I'm still not convinced that they can snatch mm-hmm. that title from Liverpool. So I'm going to have to go with. It's going to be joint. I think it's. I think it's joint Liverpool and and City winning it. And if I had to put my money on it, I would still put my money on Liverpool to win it right now because I still think even with that City improvement in defence and whatnot, that, that fear factor with City is gone. Whereas I think with Liverpool, even though you can get at them, 
there's still a fear factor there and they can still pick up points. So I don't know. But 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 definitely good good result today from Spurs. It's, it's I think for even if even if maybe you're not, you're not necessarily the most um agree you're not in agreement with with other fans who believe that Spurs will win the league. One thing in in, in winning the league, you need to win ugly and Spurs have done that for the last couple of weeks. So well done. You you guys got the W's when it mattered. Three three straight wins as well. I think that's uh, that's um, three straight wins, two clean sheets as well. I mean, we needed it as well because we bounced got a- back from that West Ham game, didn't you? Huh? You bounced back from that West Ham game. <laughs> My goodness. Honestly, that West Ham game was a joke, but we needed it because we got a tough run coming up as well. So um, yeah. I think we will. I know the performances have been a bit dodgy recently, but that's not a true reflection of how we played this season in general. And I think we're going to get back to a decent enough standard against better opposition. So uh, I know we got a tough run. Um, I'm not, I'm not too optimistic about it. Your your, your run is ridiculous. It's genuinely ridiculous. You have Man City at home, Chelsea away, Arsenal at home, Palace away, and then Liverpool away. So, so City, Chelsea, Arsenal, Palace, Liverpool. So, out of those, let's say five games, so there's 15 points up to grabs. How many? How many you reckon you're, you're you're grabbing from that? Yeah, well, I said it. I'm not really optimistic on some of the away ones, but I think City at home, I'd be disappointed if if we let them come to our ground and turn us over. The way the way Man City are playing now, I think we can definitely go at them. I'd be disappointed if we lost that. Chelsea away is always a tough one. Like we never turn up at Stamford Bridge, so really, really and truly, Liverpool and Chelsea. If we lo- if we if we lost those games, it's not the end of the world, in it, because we don't really win at Stamford Bridge and we don't win at Anfield altogether. So you know, it's not the end of the world. Do you, but do you not think you're inflating your performances there so far this season? Because if you look at the opposition that you have played, the best team there is probably who in the league? Man United, like United, and United this season are not are not are not a force. They lost to Arsenal, and Arsenal are terrible. Yeah. Um, so I think in terms of the opposition that you played, I don't think anyone there is really going to be much of a test for, for Spurs. Like if I look at Southampton and they were poor against you though. Yeah, like, but they're, they're in the top four right now. And if, and if I look, and they were poor against you though. So what I'm saying is that if I look at the, the actual games and the matches that you played, the last two games, especially, I think you've been terrible. Yeah. Like you've not played well at all, but you've managed to scumbag um, some victories. So if you are playing City in any sort of form like you've been showing recently, they most definitely will turn you over. Yeah, but if you are if 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 you are playing any of these teams with the same sort of form that you have been showing, even in Europa League, they will turn you over. So I don't want to say like I know people are bigging up Tottenham and talking up Tottenham, but I think we just need to do some sort of quality assessment of the opposition that you played as yeah. well. But Dan, I, Dan, I hear that. I hear that completely. But West Ham went to Anfield and scored and um, limited Liverpool. And it took Liverpool getting a penalty to, to, to win that game. West Ham came to, to your ground and played you off the park and shouldn't, and by all accounts, should have won that match as well. West Ham went to Leicester, battered them. So I get it. In our running, we've played some bums, but we've actually played some decent sides, some sides that you actually didn't beat, have lost. You didn't and, beat West Ham, though. No, I'm not saying we did. I'm not, I'm not saying we beat West Ham. We were West Ham was poor, sloppy, but we batted United, batted Southampton, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and we won three games on the spin. What I said was that if we come back from the international break, we have to improve. We can't play as bad as we did. If we play as bad as we have done in the in the, in the last three games in the in this running, we are going to lose. 
but I don't think we're going to play that badly. I think you're going to see us return to something of what you saw before Burnley, what you saw against West Ham, what you saw against Newcastle, what you saw against Man United. And if we play like we did against those three teams, you cannot tell me that we can't give Man City a game at home. You can't tell me that we can't beat you, of all people at home, you that we beat at home last year, playing one of the... Playing one don't, of the don't, include, brand- don't include Arsenal, we're, we're rubbish. Yeah, 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 but that's, that's my point. But you're, in, you're, in, you're, in that, you're in that fixture list and Leicester at home that we piped 3-0. Bro, come on, we can get results. That is so defeated, bro. This is not even, it's not even fun. Dan, bro, put, put up a fight, man. My goodness. Sam, <laughs> the only fight I want to put up with is someone needs to find me Lacazette's house. I'll fight him. <laughs> anyway, wait, wait, wait. But, but, Tones, I, I, I do still want to ask you. So, you got those five games. How many points, if you, had to, if you had to put a number on it, how many points are you getting from them? Uh, you know what? Neck on the line, I'm saying we're going to get three points against Man City. Okay. Chelsea... Oh God, Chelsea's a tough one. <laughs> Chelsea's a tough one. You know what? We don't really play well at Chelsea, so you know what? I would hate a loss, but you know what? Effort. I'll, I'll mark that one down as a as a pos- as a possible loss. Arsenal at home will win. Palace away will win. Liverpool away, I think we'll lose. So out of 15, 15 points, nine points, I think we'll get nine minimum out of 15. And then maybe if we can get a point at Chelsea, I'll be happy with that. But City and Arsenal at home, I think we can win those games. Fair enough. No further questions, sir. I think, <laughs> and I think, I think that's me done talking. So um, I wanted to open up the floor to anyone else who's got any more comments, because I think it's been a very enjoyable podcast. We've had some tears from Dan, some outrageous takes from Anu, but yeah, I just the floor is you lots now, man. Tell me. First of all, I I, I want to say Anu, you're oh, here we go, here we go. for for, for speaking on Van Dyke. <laughs> I wanna I wanna say that. And, that and and Van Dyke has enough money in the bank for no. he, he built off enough. No, no, you misunderstood. You misunderstood already. You're going the wrong way. No, 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 no. I I hear what you're saying about obviously the injury affected RLC, but yeah. Even let's say Van Dijk comes back a different player. He's already he's already the best defender in the world. What is ROC the best at? Nothing. But it's it's at the stage the best of at, the best no, at breaking back or what? No, like, what? No, hold on, stay calm. It's at the stage of career when it happened. I just think that he was such an unfortunate injury that happened to him when his game was progressing. He was looking like a complete player. Done since then, he's not looked the same, and it's just unfortunate time. Mm-hmm. Okay. If, if if they have like, listen, as I said, uh, I'm praying for VVD to get back saying that's all. That's all. Listen, no, what, what you always saying? It's nothing about money in the bank. I'm just saying. I'm explaining to the reason why that's happened. It's an unfortunate set of events. RLC now, sadly, is done out here for like. In my opinion, I don't think he can come back into that team. Perfect, and that—that's the only soundbite I wanted, kind sir. That's all I wanted. I—I I, I wanted to be able to replay that, chop, chop and screw, and replay that at random times on the timeline. Thank you very much, Anu. Thank you for coming. Yeah, man, lads, lads. I got—I got one more thing, and I know I don't really want us to spend too much time on it because I think we're running, we're running quickly out of time. But um, a certain Nigerian this weekend decided to take it upon himself to to take a Penenka penalty. Let me change my top quick. Let me in stoppage time, and uh he plays for RLC's team and his team were one nil down and he could have he could have got them a point. They're gonna be in a relegation battle this year, and he decides to take a Penenka. What's everyone's thoughts on 
Ademola Lookman. If it wasn't, um, if it wasn't for the fact that it was Fulham, I'd never forgive him for that stupidity. But Fulham are going down whether he scores that goal or not. So, <laughs> quite frankly, that's on God as well. Like, damn, on God. It's not making a damn difference to this. Fuck, <laughs> I can cry all he wants. They're going down. But that's that's so cheeky for him. He, he probably knows they're going down and doesn't rate his own team. So, that is it's, it's very bad judgment. But, but at the end of the day, KDB missed the pen today, yeah. KDB Mr. Petty. That's because he thought it was a cross. No, no, wait. Complete off <laughs> <time. laughs> Slap it. Slap, <laughs> slap the cross in again at a penalty spot. Oh, no, you know what for me about Lookman that penalty missed? Yeah. I'm, I thought it was a bit mad. I, I guess the penalty, the penalty was nuts in it, like last minute of the game. But I don't think it was that deep, though. Yeah, he like, shouldn't, get, oh, shouldn't be getting scrutinized for. Yeah. I don't think he should be getting scrutinized as, as badly as he did. My man came out with a public statement. I was like, yo. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Come on, come on, come on. 94th minute of stoppage. 98th. 98th, whatever. 1-0 down. Listen, KDB, he had a shit penalty today, but that was just what it was. A shit pen. But at least he's he's not trying to be fancy, but he's just he's picked his corner and he's missed. There is no reason on earth why you should be doing a penenka. It's called a different name for a reason. It's not a normal penalty. It has its own unique name. And you need to be able to be sure that you're going to pull it off. Because if you don't pull it off, probably, you're going to get screwed. But he probably can bang it. In tra- he probably has been banging it in training. That's what separates the no. men from the boys. You yeah, can, he tried to be RLC, a listen, RLC is probably twisting up 10 men in training. On the pitch, he looks like flipping Carlos Sanchez. So... Hey, what, they'll kill me today. Listen, <laughs> at the end of the day, he's probably been banging it in training and it didn't come off. It's that classic. If he scores, he's a, he's a hero. No, he's not. If he scores, he's not a hero. Like no one, no one cares. No one. (laughs) Yeah, but everyone's bagging it. Yeah, but everyone's bagging him like, oh, he scored a Fedeka. No, he scored a Fedeka in the 97th minute on the draw. Do you know what I mean? Listen, yeah. Um, Lookman wouldn't even be 10 on trending on Twitter if he'd scored that penalty. <laughs> 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 no like, really and truly, he should have just banged it, got his team a solid point, and they could evade relegation for uh, another week. But now, like, he's just put his team up in it. I don't understand, for me, the great benefit that he would have got from from executing that and that's just a sign of selfishness to me. I remember hearing an interview like Maitland Niles and he was saying that he um oh yeah they were telling him like what he would do if he had taken a penalty and he said the exact same thing like, oh it's easy the keeper's always gonna dive yeah but they, remember uh, you heard that it's, it Maitland Niles said that he said it's easy every time you step it he's probably chatting to those boys no I no I know, you know what, it is fair. So, sorry, Dan, sorry to cut you off, Dan. Okay, now, I know, to be fair, you know what, I get that. And I, that's the thing, I get that. Before I saw the penalty, I was thinking like you. Did you see that penalty? Man went to man went to like the yeah, left of shocking. the centre. Yeah, that's not a problem. He basically just passed it yeah. into, into... um. Yeah, I don't think he meant to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, the at, the end, at the end of the day, he's a fool. Yeah, like, let's not, let's not like beat around the bush he's a fool yeah but I was getting absolutely pammed in the group chat yesterday right. for for my opinion on on the situation though so like for me like to sum it up I think he's not an idiot for attempting it yes, he's, he an idiot. He's, he's an idiot yes. for the execution 
And, and my reason, my reason, yeah, my reason for that though is, is in the, I think if you're going to do a Penenka, I think, I actually think that's the best time to do it because if you get it right, no keeper is going to stop it personally. Like Steve, you said, oh yeah, the chances go up. But if you get a Penenka right, it's never, ever saved. Ever, ever. So it's like... That's my point. If, if you're going to try it, you have to get it right. And if you don't get it right, you're a dunce. Yes. And that's why he's a dunce. It's obvious. It's, yeah, but that's, that's, that, that was my point yesterday. And I was getting destroyed for saying that. Man said, man said, man said, if you score, it's a goal. If you miss, it's not a goal. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, listen, listen. That was a that was a good chit chat. That was that was a good discussion. I just I just thought it was worth discussing anyway. But if you're still listening, um, make sure you spread the word on today's podcast with your mates. Share it. Do whatever. Check us out on socials. Touchline fracas on um or fracas sorry on Instagram on Twitter. That's where you find most of these wacky opinions as well, lads. It's been a great podcast, and um, we'll be back soon. I'm sure of it. Take it easy. Take care. Appreciate you guys. Sports Social Podcast Network.